This is Self-Awareness for Everyone. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, tools for applied guidance for mindfulness, non-toxic positivity, and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week, why do we need more genuine, non-toxic positivity in the world? Well, I'm not going to pull any punches with this one, okay? We live in a fear-based society. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, ours is a fear-based society. If you're not familiar with this idea and what it means, when you look at the world around us, there are numerous overwhelming messages of lack, of insufficiency, of scarcity, And these messages are nearly all artificial. Somebody made them up because they decided that by creating this lack and scarcity and insufficiency, they could make you afraid. How? By weaponizing it. Weaponizing lack and scarcity and insufficiency is stunningly easy. And it's often done extremely subtly because, and this is going to come across as incredibly cynical, but capitalism demands sales and capitalism is a bitch. Capitalism is not going to be relenting in any way, shape, or form when it comes to what they're trying to sell you. And let's be blunt, a good amount of what's being sold to us, we don't need. When it comes to fear and making you afraid, all that you need to have is the sense that someone else is going to get what's rightfully yours. Or you're going to miss out. You're going to lack. You are not going to have enough because you don't get X, Y, or Z. I mean, come on. They've turned it into this cutesy idea of FOMO, the fear of missing out, when really there's very little that you're going to miss out on that you're truly going to miss out on. And yet... This has been turned into something that, on the one hand, is kind of benign. I mean, advertisers are simply trying to make a buck, so they're going to do what they can to make you be afraid that suffering will occur if you don't buy that program, get that watch, acquire that car, live in that home, whatever it is. That's what they try to do. They want you to buy, so they're going to make you scared that if you don't, you're either going to miss out or suffer or otherwise have bad things happen. This is worse, however, when we start talking about things like politics. Politicians love to give you the example of the other, that non-entity, because it's never attached to a person, that is going to take what's rightfully yours, and that non-entity is almost always somebody marginalized. So currently, most of our non-entity marginalized personae are the LGBTQA plus community, anybody who's a person of color, any immigrant. I mean, take your pick. They're everywhere. And there's constant messages, especially from a certain side of the aisle, which I'm just not going to go there, where they want you to believe that if you don't stand up for yourself, or rather, specifically, you don't have them standing up for you, nobody else will. And that other will take what belongs to you. This, just FYI, is complete and utter BS. The world, to combat fear, needs reason. Reason is the best way to combat fear. It's not about courage or bravery. It's about reason. Because fear, by and large, is unreasonable. Once upon a time, fear 
hardwired into the human psyche, was designed to keep us safe to protect us from stupid things, to protect us from predators. And it was very, very useful to us because that's how we evolved to get where we are today. We figured out to run and hide from predators. We figured out through fear when to take shelter in certain situations. Over time, we developed tools that changed this and to all intents and purposes allowed us to conquer this world and take control over its everything. I mean, let's be blunt. We think we have such control over this world that when we wreck its climate, we'll somehow find a way out of it. No, she'll just shove us off and, you know, something else will take our place. Look at your history, people. Anyways, not to get too pessimistic here, because <laughs> it's kind of a thing. I want to talk about how positivity in particular can help us to generate more reason. That's because when you have positivity, you have something that can really help you to find a way around the negativity, to work around the fear. But, and this is where it gets interesting, genuine non-toxic positivity is very, very different from toxic positivity. The use of toxic positivity, or frankly, more specifically, the abuse of toxic positivity has made genuine, non-toxic positivity seem really difficult to distinguish because a lot of people automatically, upon hearing the word positivity, get prickly. That's because positivity has become this buzzword that people use to do kind of crazy stuff. But more than that, they ignore reality. The thing of it is, you cannot just exist in a world without negativity. And this is where toxic positivity gets it utterly wrong. There is going to be bad things. Shit happens, people. There's no way around it. That's the nature of the universe. Toxic positivity tells you to ignore, disregard, walk away, and turn a blind eye to any and all negativity. The thing is, you can't because it won't go away. It's not going to cease to exist if you pretend it doesn't exist. Negativity, bad things are real, they're going to happen, and you cannot avoid them. So pretending they're not there in the sake of positivity is toxic because it disregards this. It takes what's really happening in the world and turns it into something that's not real, and that's not useful to anybody when you get right down to it. Genuine positivity, just FYI, is when you look at the world and you look at what happens and you take what happens and make something different of it. So what does that mean? What that means is that when you've got genuine positivity, it looks at the negative thing that happens and determines, okay, what can I learn from this? What has this taught me? What in this experience is going to help me to grow. It doesn't ignore that the negativity happened. And yes, sometimes you need to walk away from it, but not without recognizing and acknowledging it first. Denying it, as toxic positivity suggests, is not going to help anyone. What about neutrality? Okay, we're going to be honest about this here. Neutrality doesn't help anyone when all is said and done. In the face of negativity, neutrality cannot help because it has no energy to it, no action. It is the try in Yoda's try not, 
do or do not. There is no try. That is neutrality. And let's face it, when people claim neutrality in the face of incredible negativity, they often become complacent in the bad things that amount from it. For example, Nazi Germany. Sorry, people. Everybody who was neutral in that particular situation became part of the problem when the Nazis were able to rise to power. Don't think it could happen today? Take a look at Donald Trump, people. That is a dictator wannabe. And he may have joked that he's only going to be a dictator at the beginning to fix whatever the hell he thinks he needs to fix. He's not joking. He means it. Pay attention. Don't be neutral in this situation, my friends. We are going to have one chance to stop something really potentially bad from happening. Yes, I just got political on you, and no, I am not going to apologize for it. Back to the topic at hand, non-toxic positivity and why we need it. This comes down to choice. Whenever something bad happens, and we're going to be honest, bad things are going to happen to you, my friends. It's unavoidable. It's the nature of life. But when something bad happens, you always experience that immediate, visceral, automated reaction to it. Now, what that is is going to differ from person to person. It's going to be different from situation to situation, and it's going to take a lot of different forms, which are way beyond anything I want to talk about here right now. But the point is there's that visceral reaction, and it might be to get immediately angry or to feel deeply, deeply hurt. It might be to want to close yourself off and hide from the world. Whatever it is, there is that initial reaction, and it's going to simply be. However, after said initial reaction, now you have a choice. That choice is to feed the negativity or to feed the positivity. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. There are certain happenings which appear to have zero positivity to them. That's a big part of uncertainty, and it's part of life. Death seldom has a plus side to it, although, and yes, I can actually make this argument, if somebody is suffering prior to their death, death might be a relief, not just for them, but for everybody around them. However, it still sucks because you're going to miss that person most likely. The thing of it is this, when the negatives happen, even if you cannot see a positive to it, it can still be a lesson. It can still teach you something, and that can help with your growth and evolution as a person. That's deeply empowering, and it opens you to a lot of different options. So yeah, something awful happened, and you had a terrible reaction to it because that's what happens. However, after that initial reaction, you have a choice. Do you wallow in the sadness? Do you allow the negativity to dominate your existence? Or do you learn from this and work to find positivity and a lesson that can help you grow and change for the better? One of the other problems when it comes to practicing positivity, even genuine non-toxic positivity, is the challenge of outside influences. When people see that you're choosing to move on from something using genuine non-toxic positivity, the chances that they form an opinion are quite high. Forming opinions is something people do. It's part of the social contract, as far as I can tell. But 
Some people won't share that opinion. They're going to form it and keep it to themselves. Others, however, are going to tell you exactly what they think, and it might be completely counter to what it is you're doing. The thing of it is this. Whose life is it anyway? Nobody but you is in your head, heart, or soul. And that means that nobody but you can think, feel, act, and intend for you. Because nobody else is seeing from your eyes, feeling from your heart, experiencing with your soul but you. You have far more power than you might realize. And it's very easy for other people to inadvertently disempower you because when they see you using your power, they get jealous. Maybe not knowledgeably jealous. Maybe they don't even realize they're doing it. And chances are they don't. But that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. They see you growing and changing and evolving and they get frustrated because, well, why aren't I? How come they're getting better at this than I am? What's that all about? The thing is, we are not in competition. My life isn't your life. Your life isn't my life. And none of us live for the exact same thing. The one thing that we do share is that we are all here in this world to live, to experience life. What that's going to look like is going to differ from me to you, to him to her to them. It doesn't really matter. We are all here, however, to live. Outside influences only can influence you when you allow them to do so. Otherwise, this is all within your control. Finally, what does genuine non-toxic positivity look like? The most important thing to take into account here is this. This does not apply to anyone other than you. You are recognizing via non-toxic positivity and acknowledging that the world can be imperfect, illogical, and even terrible. Bad things might have happened, might be happening, or whatever else, and they're not able to be disregarded. That is the first step of non-toxic positivity. You must recognize that shit happens, people. It's the nature of the beast. Then you practice mindfulness to be consciously aware of yourself. Again, this is only going to work for you. This is only about you and what you're practicing. You cannot give this to somebody else. You can share it with them as I'm sharing it with you. You can offer them a vision of what this might look like. You can give them a glimpse into how this is empowering. But unless they choose to take this path, you can't choose it for them. I just want to emphasize that because it's really, really important. All too many people in this world try really hard to change the world for others. You cannot force your way onto somebody else. We are each individuals and we each have our own desires, beliefs, values, etc., etc., etc. I could really go off on this topic if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Genuine, non-toxic positivity. What this looks like once you've recognized that something has happened is that it's potentially a learning opportunity or a blessing in disguise or an unavoidable change. But whatever it is, it's a chance to start something new, change direction, and make a different choice or decision that impacts your life experience. That tends to be positive because you're assuming control, the control that is rightfully yours. When all is said and done, 
genuine non-toxic positivity comes down to making choices and decisions for how you approach your life. These choices and decisions can only be made right here and right now, in the present. You can't undo and fix the past, and the future is far too uncertain for you to do anything with in this ilk. However, genuine non-toxic positivity works with the potential and possibilities right here in front of you at this moment, in this moment, to live life on your terms and in your control. Self-awareness is all about employing mindfulness for things like genuine non-toxic positivity. When you're more self-aware, you better know what you need, what you desire, who, what, where, how, and why you are. And isn't that amazing? I think it is. Nobody can tell you who to be. Nobody can tell you who you really, truly are at your core. The only one who can know it is you. And self-awareness is how you can know all of these things. And when you know them, you gain control of your life experience. And I don't know about you, but I find that truly amazing. And now for this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness. We're going to use gratitude to connect to positivity. Expressing gratitude always generates positivity, and I mean always. Genuine gratitude is never negative. It is always a positive force in this world. Whether it's given or received, genuine gratitude is good and positive. Here's how we're going to do this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool, if you please. At the end of the day, before you go to bed for the next week, please write down anywhere from 5 to 10 things that you're grateful for. When you write them down, write them out as this. I am so grateful for X. Thank you. Always write the I am so grateful for and always include a thank you afterwards. After you write them out, read them out. As you read them, pause between each and feel that genuine gratitude for whatever the thing is. And this can be anything. It can be big or small. It can be completely silly. It doesn't really matter. What it can be is anything ranging from sunshine to a purring cat, being able to use another notch on your belt and make it tighter, a song that's in your head that makes you smile, a person, a place, a thing, just being able to breathe every day. Anything and everything you can imagine is something for which you can express gratitude and it should be included in this list as a possibility for the five to 10 things to write every day for a week. After a week, examine what impact, if any, this is having on your overall attitude and life experience. I believe that you're going to find that you're feeling lighter, that you're looking at things with a more optimistic perspective, and that is just another part of genuine, non-toxic positivity. And that is an amazing thing for your self-awareness. Thanks for joining me this week. I hope you've enjoyed this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. 
You can follow me on social media via Instagram at MJBleehart, on TikTok at MJBleehart72, and on Facebook at BleehartMJ. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima Honey. She's the creator of my original cover art. Please take a moment to visit her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com. And please go check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon and other online retailers. I hope you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve your life experience as well as that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please, be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Namaste.